0: for God if you have everything you can ask for, if you would live in a beautiful house with a loving family who cares for you, if you would have enough money to buy whatever your heart desires, and if you could study what you always wanted to since you were little, so why would you seek for God? If you would have all this, the answer is, you wouldn't. Not a bit. But sometimes, God knows better. And when a certain young beautiful woman from New Delhi in India went to visit a friend, she... Oh, oh no, no, no. (laughs) Wait, I better let her tell the story.
1: very interesting thing for me myself the how I came to Saji Yoga because I feel not a great seeker though and I was not looking for anything in life. I was just too happy with my own life. I was born brought up in a very, very wonderful family. I had good enough money and I had a car and I was studying medicine. So that was like my life before coming to Saji Yoga and I thought I had everything. But I just happened to go to my friend's house just to give her a gift and the moment I entered the house I just saw Shemaji's photograph on the wall and, and that was it. I just looked at the photograph and I just knew who she was and I think it's the most beautiful moment of her life of my life that I I just realized that everything around me was just nothing. And what I'm looking in front of me, that picture meant so much to me, Raj say it meant everything to me. And my friend asked me, would you like to know about Yoga? And I just said, I don't know what Yoga is, but I would like to know about Ji." And she said, yes, you can feel her in your central nervous system, like cool breeze in the palm and the top of your head. And that time I was an atheist. I never believed in God and any form of God, though I was brought up in a Hindu culture. And I just opened my hand and she said, uh, she started working behind me. And she said, you just open your hand and ask for self-realization. That means you want to feel your own self. And I just opened my hand and I felt my whole body. I just felt I've entered a different dimension. And I could just touch myself in a very strange way, like, you know, like 3D. It was like an amazing experience for a doctor because I was studying medicine. For a doctor, it's like, it's impossible. And it's it's like entering into entirely a different awareness was just too much for me. And when my friend asked me, okay, do you feel anything? And I was like too proud of myself to, too much ego to accept it. And I just told her I felt nothing at all. But believe me, my home, my drive from my friend's house to my home was one hour and it entirely changed my life. While I was driving, I was completely thoughtless. I felt a beautiful bliss that was not worried about anything. I was just not there. I felt I just was so one with this energy, which I felt in her house. And that was a beautiful experience. I always cherish in my heart the feeling of that blissful feeling that of self-realization.
0: The young woman, oh,
1: by the way, her name is Nishi she
0: still remembers the date and time when she received her self-realization. 26th of February, 1996, at 7 p.m. Of course, by now, she has finished her studies of medicine and she has earned her M.D. University has taught her lots about how to cure certain diseases, but Sahaja Yoga has taught her about the roots, what the real cause of a disease is, and how to cure it.
1: When I was doing my internship and actually I got realization. And within three months I started feeling really good and vibration on my palms and the top of my head, which was very clear to me, but I never used it as such in my life. I was practicing inside yoga for three months and... Uh, One fine day I still remember, it was amazing for me, for my own self, that I was sitting in the OPD, that is open door patients, like people just, the patient walk in and we just um, handle them. And this guy just walks in, I just felt in my heart that I want to use this energy and I want to know whatever I'm learning in Sajay Yoga, through books, through people, how far it is, is really true and is really there. I never had doubt about Sajay Yoga for sure, but I just wanted to know how much I have started feeling. And this guy walks in, and uh, I just opened my hands. And I, before even discussing anything about him, I just put my attention, and I started feeling my right little finger. It really became a little tingling, then heavy, and then started burning. And according to Sahaja Yoga knowledge, which I had that time, I, I, I knew it There's something to do with the relationship with the father. And if this chakra is really damaged, then the patient suffered from asthma. And I just wanted to try how much it's like, you know, it clicks. For me, it was just like an adventure. And I just asked this patient, without even asking his name or whatever, we usually have this form to fill in. I just asked, okay, how is your dad? And this guy was like, oh, don't talk of my dad. My dad is dad for me. He's nobody for me. And he just got so heated up on this topic. And I was like, oh, my God, you see how clear it is? And then I said, okay, just just relax. And so how's your asthma? He was like, how do you know I have asthma? you not even talk to me. And he was actually a patient of asthma. So it was like such an amazing experience for me. I had a number of them later on, and um, it was great. I think so many questions which were not answered to me in my medical science have such clear answers in Taji Yoga, from cancer to enzheimer to everything. And I feel it's, it's great. It's a great science, basically. If you get to know this science, you would realize that it's much beyond what we know in our scientific world it's amazing today's modern science and medicine is basically focused in compartmentalizing the human body like we have a cardiologist for heart we have a psychiatrist for mental disabilities psychosomatic diseases we have uh, you know we have just compartmentalized the human being in different departments but we all know it's just one human being and if the disease is manifesting is not only that particular organ, it is the psychological distress and so much more which is actually creating the disease in the person. So when we see through Sahaja Yoga, which I feel and I really know, this is the medicine of the future, that when we start to see a human being as a whole, the physical, mental, spiritual, everything counts in and only then is a real cure for any disease. We cannot just target one organ and give medicine. We always land on having complications because we don't take a patient as a whole. There is where the science is, is having so many failures in so many ways and we still don't have treatment for so many diseases. But in Sahaja Yoga, everything's come together. It's an integration of every department. It's integration of a complete human being. A doctor of medicine,
0: especially when working in a hospital, can't avoid being confronted with death but what exactly happens when someone dies does the soul leave the body and goes to heaven or is there just nothing once we cross over or do we get another chance and come again and what about the last judgment (sighs) What happens really when a human being leaves the body behind?
1: We always say, I am someone. And always we, ne- we point out this I on our hearts automatically. Like it's so natural to us. If you say, who are you? Then you just take your hand and put on your heart. And say, I am Nishi, let's say, myself. We never say I is on the brain. Or we never say it's on the face. It's so natural, this I comes to our heart. And you should think that inside yoga is very beautifully depicted that this left heart has this greatest quality, which is the reflection of this all-pervading power that is the spirit. And this eye resides there. And uh, as you say that after death, how it happens and so on, inside yoga I got to know and make so much sense to me that when the person dies and takes a revert or whatever it is, this whole set of cell system come out, like the whole kundalini, but all the chakras, they are intact, and they leave this human body which we are so attached to. But all that we did, the deeds which we have done throughout our life, they are recorded in these chakras. They are recorded so well that uh, it carries on from life to life to life. Many times before Sanjay yoga, I had this very strange feeling because I was working in a pediatric ward, and I was like, "Why do small children have cancer? Like in AIDS and..." I mean, they've never done anything wrong, and they're so innocent, or some genetic disease. And, and it was always a question that, and every time I talk about people, because I never believed in God before, Sahaja Yoga, they said, oh, God is merciless, and all kind of stuff. And I was like, it's not possible. In Sahaja Yoga, I got all my answers, because it makes so much sense that whatever you have done in your past, is so much recorded on your chakras. So when this kundalini of this particular person Maybe the person who has really made a mess of his life in this birth carries on this to another birth, and he is born accordingly. And his, that's what we call is the judgment. You're judged, and then you're born with the disease or whatever it is. And it's so fair. And that's why we say, be very careful what you do in this life, because you will have to answer later on. People don't take it seriously. They said, oh, who cares about your next life? Believe me, everything you do, every action you take... It is recorded. It's just recorded within yourself. It's not that, okay, it's in the skies. It's just in your chakras. If you just extreme case, you of course start to see some manifestation as disease in this very bird. But you take all this to your another bird. And that explains my question that everything has a meaning and everything has a ground. And if this child is born like this, it's very easy to judge God. But we have to judge our own self first. And this power comes to us by this Kundalini. Kundalini is this motherly energy which we can call the, in, in uh, Sanskrit, in Indian scriptures, we call it Kundalini. Uh, it is a reflection of uh, Adi Shakti, the primordial mother. So we have to understand that there is the Almighty, the, the Father, the Mother, and the children, mm-hmm. right? How we say in, in Christianity, the Father, and the Holy Spirit and Christ. But the whole thing is, you have to understand, they cannot be a son of God without the mother. So there is a beautiful role of this divine mother, which is known as the primordial Adi Shakti, actually, which manifests as the power, and her power is this Kudalim. And this manifests in our sacrum bone, and this is the energy which we use in Sahaja Yoga to ascend. And this energy is the one which, which unites us to all this process and united to so be God almighty which is actually the father and that is the great relationship of that father resides in our spirit so everything is so beautifully put together when it comes to saji yoga and makes so much sense to me and i feel that it's any human being would understand that they cannot be a son without a mother and we cannot miss out on mother at all and that's the kundalini
0: When I met Dr Nishi Pashnina, I stumbled over her unusual Indian name, Pashnina. Well, the explanation is very simple.
1: That's the biggest blessing in my life. I came in Saji Yoga in 96, and fortunately in 1997... Shri got me married to a Russian doctor, and he, he practices Saji Yoga from 1993. I was amazing that uh, after marriage, I went in 1998, and I lived in Russia for seven years. And uh, my husband had no English at all, and I had no Russian when I got married. And the place I went, that is his uh, city, his small city, is Chelyabinsk. And I was the first foreigner there. So nobody speak uh, English at all. So it was, like, amazing. For me, it was, like, it was great because it was, like, entirely a new life. Because I was just sent from one country to another. This country, I don't have any idea of their food, their culture. The husband I'm married to has does not talk in English. And people around me don't know English. And I had new parents and a new family all together. And believe me, it was a great experience. I loved every moment of it. And I feel Russians are so beautiful people. They have a heart of gold. And uh, they are so open. And they made me feel so comfortable that I never realized that I'm in such a position. Now somebody asks me, like, oh, my God, how you did it. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I'm just sitting there, and I just can't hear only one language around me. Sorry. I mean. I just started working out and uh, I started looking, uh, watching the cartoons and the news and (laughs) everything was so spontaneous for me that I never felt any stress because stress is when you're conscious about things and when you flow, you flow with the divine and that's my life experience that I actually felt that flow in me and I never realized there's anything called hardship or any language or situation can pull you down. Believe me, the joy, the peace is within you. All outside things are just for you to grow, but they do not decide your happiness. Your happiness, is you can decide it, and this Kundalini will help you. I just want to say, please come to the program, because when Kundalini comes you, it gives you a strength, a peace that you don't на этом мире, который мы о сейчас живём. У нас есть семья, у нас есть дид, у нас есть материальные No, всё есть. Но внутри нас уже пора смотреть, как мы чувствуем себя и мы водим это помочь тургилуче. Потому что вибрация это даёт такой силу, такой баланс, it is a big surprise for everyone hearing
0: this lively woman, which looks so obviously Indian, talking fluent in Russian. Energetic as she is, she and her husband started giving Sahaja Yoga programs. And although Nishi sounded by then like a native Russian, she pretended for one particular program not to know the language.
1: It was amazing. We went to the Russian army. For one whole batch was sitting in front of us, and we were asked to present Sahaja Yoga. And there, we were trying to act that I don't know Russian at all, and just to make it more impressive, more interesting for them. And my husband was translating me, so I was trying to explain the subtle system in uh, uh, in English, and they were getting so impressed with it. And my husband was translating word to word in Russian. And, uh, it was like I got so engrossed and I was just enjoying it so much that suddenly my husband forgot that word. (laughs) How to translate it was like, uh, uh, like security. Like I was trying to say that the fourth chakra is responsible for your sense of security. And I said that and he just looked at me for a second and I said, Zashita, Zashita! (laughs) And Zashita in Russian means security. And like, and the moment I said it, I realized, oh my god! And everybody was just, just just burst out laughing. It was like so much fun about it. It was an amazing experience for me and for everyone out there. And they all got their realizations. Three hundred people were there, all soldiers and yeah. the captains. It was it was a beautiful, beautiful experience.
0: So many miracles happen in the lives of Sahaja Yogis that you can easily fill a hundred books. Miracles of how the divine protected you the way your desires became reality, and sometimes a deity might even appear and teach you something from face to face.
1: It was a very, very deep experience. It's it's like not only a story for me, it was a life experience. We have in Yoga um, Angel Gabriel, and uh, he is in the form of Sri Hanumana that is a It's an Indian figure of half monkey and half human. And he is the angel and he takes care of our right side. And uh, his face is like more like a monkey. And I mean, he is amazingly, amazingly beautiful now when I see. I was brought up with these uh, uh, mythologies, or you can say these god and goddesses, like from Indian, belonging to a Hindu culture. And for me, like since childhood, I never, I just felt like, uh, I know them, but um, towards my end of schooling, I decided there's no God. Because my, my father used to often do these havens and pujas. And I felt like, why you feed these priests, which are already so fat and they have a lot of money. Why do you want to give money to them to do something? I mean, you cannot purchase God like that. And so slowly, slowly, I just got out of this God thing. And I said, oh, these things don't exist. And I just gave up on all forms of Hindu God and goddesses so when i came to saji yoga and i started realizing that actually they all exist and they all exist within us and they take care of us so beautifully that we are so uh, we don't even thank them for what they do so much for us and so did i realize but still this conditioning of accepting their form was not so easy for me so one fine day like it was just a few months i was in saji yoga i was just trying to still really get into saji yoga and I was like driving from my friend house back home and it was really late at night and in India it's like it's not a very good thing. Girls don't drive so late at night, it's not it's not real dharma. And I thought I never felt that this is not correct before, but after coming to Saji Yoga I realized that yes, I'm whatever I'm doing, I'm not doing it right. I should not be doing that. I should not be doing that. So while I was driving and I was just having this feeling that, you know, Shuma, I was talking to Srimadhaji in my, in my feeling. It's like, okay, you know what? I should not be doing this. And I think I'll try not to do it. But I don't think that I was still that sincere to commit that I would never do it. And suddenly my just car stopped. And it stopped uh, in front of, you know, in India we call panvari Panwari Ki Dukan. That is, these people who, who sell these tobaccos and cigarettes and all bad guys are around. And it just stopped in front of that shop with all these crazy guys looking at me. And I was like, oh, my God, what is this? And and they all started just looking and waiting that, oh, like, there is something wrong. The car has stopped. And, and I just felt it. And I said, oh, my God, I, I, I promise you I will never, ever do this again. Please take me out of here. And I just had to say that. And suddenly a, a big, huge guy knocked at the window. And I was like, I suddenly look at this guy and I was like, so comfortable to look at him. And I felt very good in my heart and I felt vibrations flowing. And I just put the window down and he looked, he bent down and he looked through the window so close to my face and his face was so huge and his the mouth part was like a monkey. And he looked at me and he said, open the dicky." He didn't say anything else. He just said, open the dicky," And I was like, so comfortable looking at him and I just did exactly what he said. And he just went around and he did something there. I mean, I don't even know. He didn't even ask me if I wanted to, like, try the car, try to start it or whatever. He just closed it, the dicky, and he came back to me at the window and again looked at me. Now it was like a big, huge smile and his eyes were sparkling. I can just never forget his face. It was so beautiful and so magnetic. Like, I was so attracted towards it. And it was very dark and and he said go back home and never do like this again and he just said that and I just started the car it was just fine and it's just the moment I moved a little further I just wanted to turn back and look who he was and there was nobody around and I just knew whom I saw it was Angel Gabriel it was Hanumana exactly his form and he, how he showed me that to take care of myself and, and I have to stick to my mariadas which is so nice to be with and I started enjoying that that I know what's right and wrong within myself.